What's going on, everybody? On tap today, I have one of my roommates, AKA my dad. That's right, I live with my daddy, and let me tell you something, it has been a fiscal bulletproof vest living with my folks in 2020. I pay so little to live so large. I'm a goddamn king around here, and the fridge is always full. But I'm not here to talk about that. No, we're here to talk about Benny Gertz's athletic career. He's admittedly one of the best athletes to ever walk through winners high. And then he had a successful coaching career there as well for, you know, 20 plus years. No big deal. And we're going to undo this trend in 2020 with this episode. By that, I mean there are these influencers out there with the mental capacity of a fucking shoe. And they have millions of followers that they spoon feed bullshit content. Whereas my followers, the sliders, are a lot more intellectually inclined. They deserve better than that. And that's what they're going to get. We're going to dive deep into Benny Blue's athletic career and then to his coaching career. And we talk about his likes, his dislikes, what he learned, what he loathed, his trials, tribulations. And he gives so much intimate details into everything he experienced. So sit back and get ready as we serve up this filet mignon of a podcast or, you know, like a ribeye. It's pretty good, but you'll enjoy it. Now be gone. Hello, Father. Well, hello. Sand- would it be sandwich? There's would it be, man, there's would, it, would it be um, Father G? Is it the sandwich? Is it the G man? Who am I dealing with tonight? There's a man of many names, but I think in this case I'll be sandwich. The sandwich. Yeah, we are in the Lunchbox Studios. Ah. We had your wife on a couple months ago for her podcast debut. What a sandwich that one is. That was quite the sandwich. A delightful content sandwich. People started to like that one. They really, I think they enjoyed the Debbie Gertz more than the Aaron Gertz. Uh, Debbie Gertz has got, uh, yeah, she's got a lot of uh, a history. A little history. A lot of history. You guys have a lot of history. It's been oh. your wife for what? Uh, 40 years? 45? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it, you it's have to answer there, this one correctly. It's, I know. It's, uh, Everybody's watching. I'll let you do the math. 83. 83? Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to do math here. This isn't a show about yeah, math. I think it's 37 years, something like that. 37? It's quite a long. It's longer than I've been alive. Jesus Christ. It, uh, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> you, sir. Benny Gertz, my father. Finally got you on the podcast after all these all this all this procrastination. We finally got it done. So uh, I'm actually a, a podcaster. Yeah. Okay. Everybody hears you, and I appreciate you staying up hours past your bedtime here at eight thirty-seven. <laughs> usually, uh, you're, usually you're in a bath by now. Isn't it like seven thirty-seven? No, six thirty-seven. Oh, yeah, we're good. We have Damn. plenty of time. Look at you, you're uh-huh. a bad boy. Uh, so. I write down a couple questions just to keep the conversation. It's like in the past, I've I've you're way off course. I digress so much, so I write down some questions as like a lifeline to stay on the main the main thread. I can understand yeah, that. Like the first so. one, you know, I, I I turned the big three zero this year. I know what it's like having a son that turns thirty, but compared to where I'm at at thirty, where were you at at thirty? What was going on in life? Ah, uh, wow. You had a couple uh, of kids, huh? Yeah, a couple of little varmints running around. Um. Work was. Uh, you owned the business. Yeah, still, still. Uh, mom, mom and I uh, definitely owned the business at that point, um, along with um, uh, Tim and Jennifer, and uh, uh, it was just making ends meet. Making ends meet. Making ends meet. Time? Yeah. Difficult, yeah. would you say, life? 
Um, no, I mean, not to the point where you just, I wouldn't say difficult. It's just, uh, like, it's just, yeah, it, it was a challenge. <laughs> we'll go challenge. <laughs> Put it that way. Based on, like, from the challenges you were at, say, 80s, 90s, 2000, running your business up until this point, like, the... The challenges then versus the challenges now. How do they? How do they compare? Um, I think I just feel a little more comfortable because I've been there, done that, and so. Not a the, pun, like with your name, been there, done that. Uh, ben has been there. Ben's been there. <laughs> and uh, he's done that. Uh, but uh, that being said, I think that's the biggest part of it. Uh, uh, back in the day, when you're doing something for the first time, not sure if it's right, not sure if you're. You know, uh, you're second-guessing yourself, and now I don't second-guess myself nearly as much. I, since I've, I, I've seen it happen, and for those, ex- for experienced those... the right way and the wrong way. Exactly. So you're ta- you're saying it's a little bit of trial and error. Ah, oh, trial and error. <laughs> Here we go again. So, yeah. I, um, for those who don't know, what is your business? What are you into? Ah, heavy construction. Heavy construction, not light construction. Not light construction. We got got the heavy stuff, so when it runs over your toe, it hurts like hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got those steel toes to cut off your toe. Yeah, well, I'm supposed to wear the steel toes, but sometimes when you squish the steel toe into your regular toe, it uh, eh, might hurt a little bit. No bueno. No, no bueno. You ever seen that happen? Uh, Grandpa Bob uh, was running a jackhammer, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he smacked it. On top of his steel toe, which is basically saved his little toe, but uh, he had, yeah, he had. It was a challenge to remove his boot that day. Why? Ah. Did, why did Grandpa Joe? Uh, Grandpa Bob. Why did Grandpa Bob? Oh, sorry, I was talking about Grandpa Joe earlier. Grandpa Bob. Why did he uh, jackhammer his foot? What the hell's going on? Uh, I was just a little wee wee little one, and uh, he was just uh, in construction, and uh, he was a laborer, and uh, obviously they were, I think probably jackhammering some asphalt or something and um yeah that's why you wear still toes but which one's, it, uh, which one's grandpa joe i don't or grandpa bob i don't recall grandma uh that should be grandma pat's stepdad step oh very good nice guy i never never, never had the pleasure no he was an awesome person yeah uh, I, i've got several stories uh he uh, he would play tennis with us all the time. Uh, you know, he'd come home from a hard day's work. He'd drink a big old like a four cup glass of uh, lemonade, and then he would uh, lemonade. Uh, lemonade. <laughs> lemonade. It was, it was just sure. lemonade. I'm sure. Pink lemonade. Yeah. Ooh. And then he uh, we'd walk down to the park, and he'd play tennis with us. And this is after you know an eight hour day in the hundred degree heat, and. Uh, he was uh, amazing. Would he, he was, whoop that ass, or oh, he was, was he, he humble to you? He, he would he would humble us, and yeah. then there was a couple of fishing trips. <laughs> he he liked he loved the fish, and the one I remember the most was uh, he he kept on telling me about this uh, fishing hole that he knew in uh, Truckee, mm. and uh, I bothered him and bothered him and bothered him. We finally decided he'd shut me up and take me fishing there, and um, if I remember right, we we got there. We had to kind of walk in probably about I don't know, half a mile to his little fishing hole and he had forgot his glasses oh, and so uh, when it come time to bait hooks he was having a hard time seeing his hook so I had to bait his hook well once we got to the fishing hole the, the 
it was a very hot spot and so by the time I would bait his hook he would throw it in the water I would start to bait my hook he'd have a fish so of course I would have to grab his fish take the hook out because he couldn't see what was going on and then I had to bait his hook again and then he would throw it in the water I would get my pole start to bait my hook and he'd have another fish on the line well this went on for seemed like an hour and it was starting to drive me a little crazy because I was baiting his hook the entire time and not doing any fishing and he was catching all the fish. At what moment did you realize this was all part of his plan where his glasses were missing? I mean, I'm sure he like had them in his pocket or something. He's like, all right, this little is going to bait my hook, do all the heavy heavy lifting while I have my fun. I just, just know that he... Oh, here comes Sam. He really enjoyed that fishing trip more than I did because whether he did it on purpose or not, he, he loved every minute of it. <laughs> And he took full advantage of a, of my ability to bait his hook. An impressionable young man. Yes, yes. You put worms on it. What what, what bait was he using? Worms. Oh, we just we just used worms, and uh, they were, and then they, they were probably about ten inch to twelve inch uh, trout, the, the, the little duffer, not that I know, nothing big. Humble. But uh, yeah, it was a hot spot. It was everything he said it was for and him. It, yeah, I, I don't know how how often he would. Uh, go to that little hot spot but uh it was kind of funny it was a dream come true how many fish did you catch that day if you're like going oh. an hour like every t- like every time you actually have to yeah we, I, probably up to 30 35 Jesus Christ. <laughs> catch any, and release are there that many fish left in tahoe uh, not anymore there isn't there was back then that was holy smokes like 80s or something like that yeah, 70s no that was, gosh darn it um see 80 would be high school that was probably junior high mm. so another Four years, yeah, so 76. Youngster. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. 76, different time, 76. 76, that's a long time ago. It was a little bit. It was a Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day on the 7th, 79 years ago. Yeah. It does not seem that long that we were killing the shit. I mean, more so than we're doing now. I find it interesting when uh, we were, when I was a junior in high school, the Winters High went to uh, Hawaii to ha- play football. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, got, we went for 10 days, and we, we went to Pearl Harbor, and at that time, it, it just really didn't mean much. I mean, I, I did the tour, did everything, and, you know, it was, yeah, it, it, it was some interesting. History, some history but, class bullshit. But it was just, uh, you know, I, I think I was more interested in, in playing football, not going to Pearl Harbor. And then a couple years ago, Mom and I went, and uh, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I had tears in my eyes uh, the entire day. Uh, it just means, uh, it just means so much more now. Uh, obviously, a little older, and things mean a little bit more about life. Uh, you can, our, you our, appreciate it, more. yeah. You our freedom what and what what uh, uh, America has you know gone through, and yeah, it, it just really really hit home. All the stories, all the videos, um, all the movies, and, and you know, obviously, saying the Arizona was. Wow, still but, there, still yeah. still bleeding oil. Yeah, they I, I can't. You know, they, they, I guess it's just uh, it's not safe to try to go in there and, and uh, retrieve the oil. They, they, I, I don't understand that one. That, you know, we're in the 21st century. I think they could could do, do something. something now instead of just letting it leak out the way they do. But whatever. That's, uh, um, you know, I got, if I have a leaky tractor, I get in trouble. <laughs> I know. Well, they, they were able to just, ah, leak. It's historical. It's, we're yeah. remembering. Just, yeah. just keep polluting the, the ocean. I think they have it like kind of 
chained up. But there, there's cool. What I remember, like when I went there last summer, there's a lot of lore around what happened. There's like a story of this uh, this native woman, this grandma that goes out on a ship and spoke to this like shark that said like there's death on the horizon, like bad omens are coming. And then sure, sh- the Japanese attack and. Yeah. 79, 79 years later, they're one of our greatest allies. It shows how time can change, how we go from killing each other viciously to this country that we're friends with now. Uh, it's funny how time heals, huh? Time heals all things. Yep, but uh, it's also funny how uh, it doesn't matter how big the country is, they sometimes they want to exercise their strength. There's a huge, there's a great podcast, like, it's called Hardcore History, by this guy called Dan Carlin, and he just... It's a multi-hour podcast in multiple different like sections. He has like four or five parts to it and mm-hmm. just talks about Japanese culture, how it's anything less than a strive for perfection and everything that you do is, it's not worthy of your time. It's That's why they're like school with anything that they pursue. There's only this manic pin your ears back and go for it as hard as you can. And there's like a high suicide rate over there for for failure, for like, for not doing, getting all A pluses in school. Like it's, it's, it's been that way for quite some time. Yeah, and it's just, but and you kind of <clears throat> feel sorry for him, but yeah. But, uh, so speaking of your athletic career, if we may piggyback off that, sir, um, where did you get your athleticism from? You were over in Hawaii to play football. Well, we'll get more into that later, but like, where where did this athletic ability come from? Uh, the competitiveness, I would yeah. have to say, uh, would be from Grandma Pat. Uh, say so, she's feisty as hell. Uh, Grandpa Albert was very competitive and very good in sports. Is what I remember. Really? Wait, you see, he's so cool, calm, and collected. It, it, just... it, 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 it wasn't like we ever played football. I mean, we played catch a little bit, or we played catch a little bit in basketball, uh, play basketball a little bit, but he was, he didn't really. That wasn't his forte. He loved to water ski, and uh, to this day, I don't think I've ever seen anybody uh, water ski, especially up at Lake Berryessa. He's going back and forth. Like, what what did he do different? He was just a very good slalom skier, um, and that really uh, made me, you know, want to be that good. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see your father doing something that's so awesome. It's like, wow. You know, I'd like to be able to do that someday. Um, but uh, water skiing, we, we we still water skied for quite a few years. Uh, but I kind of got into the other sports, as in basketball and football. Not much in baseball. Played a little bit of Little League. Um, played uh, one year. I played my soft, sophomore year in high school. Why did you decide to sell your soul and start running track instead of continuing the glory that is baseball? <sighs> the misery of track, I guess. The misery of track? Yeah, God. I don't know why I love to run so much. I, it, Were you running from something? I wish. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, ran the 440, uh, ran the 880, ran the mile. How fast did you do the mile? Uh, best, what was your PR? Best time in the mile was a 502. Get the hell out of That's when I was a freshman. I ran a 502, and then I got my sophomore. Oh, you got pneumonia. Got pneumonia, and it just kicked my ass. Did you think so. that was a good strategic move to get pneumonia? Like, where, where was the, the foresight in that? Oh, uh, God. I don't know where the get foresight sympath- was at. Get, it, get sympathy points for it, mom or something like it, that it, at the time? It cost me, because I, I definitely wanted to get into the four-minute mile and I never could do it I couldn't not after that 
even by the time I was a senior, I still I I, I couldn't even run the 502. Were your lungs like burning too much? Like what I, was I, it? I just think it scarred them. Um, yeah. And then I, I just went other options. I started running the 880, 440, and then uh, I was only able to do like maybe one, two events. Uh, I couldn't run any more than that. Uh, when I was a freshman, I could just run all day long. Yeah, that was so much so much cooler. It's a good thing you uh, got your nickname Jet at that time. Did you yeah. get your nickname at that time? And then no, after, like, Jet, the, the Jet came crash. out with uh, when Elton John had his uh, Benny, Benny and the Jet. Jets. Yeah, and then it just. <laughs> I wish it was because I was fast, but no, I had. Oh man, I thought you were fast. It had nothing to do with my wheels. No, <laughs> no, my forty time was probably like a Benny. four six. It was no four two, that's for sure. It's a good, t- it's a good, good tune though. Yeah, it, uh, it, oh. it, 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 uh, it, it got me in a couple. Uh, I guess it could get me into trouble and get me out of trouble. The name? <laughs> yeah. How fast you run the forty? Uh, downhill 4.6 on um, a flat ground 4.8. Four <laughs> in pads, though. People forget you got to go in pads. You know what? It, it, it's funny. You, you hear game speed, and uh, a lot of people have it. A lot of people don't have it. But if you were to put me in pads and run a 40, it, it'd be a 4.8. You, but you put me in a game and somebody chasing me and I got the football. I think I could run a four six. I was gonna say yeah. it's like it's situational. Diff- your mindset. I just you know it, it, I can remember back in the day we used to go to the movies on Main Street in Woodland, and then when we get out of the movies we'd have to run to our Grandma's house because that's where Mom would be, and it was it'd be dark and street lights were on but it's still just kind of dark and you know I it was uh, probably majority of the time just me and Timmy and. I remember running from the theater all the way to Grandma's and it, like scared not or stopping. Like, what was the, well, no, it's just that I didn't feel like stopping. You know, it's dark, and I just we would just go, and uh, there was a different speed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a different when you're scared. There's a different speed. <laughs> Definitely a different speed. Uh, so going from that, like, uh, it's just so cool how put in a different situation in your mind. Like, I I know for a fact for myself when in like game time, it's just. You locked in different. Your muscles and body react quicker. You're faster. You're more agile. It depends on the day. Sometimes you're having a shit day. You're less. Like you're, you suck. But um, if we can go over your sports resume, like what, like what did you do, and then like what was your drive to make you that, like, good? Uh, football. Uh, obviously we were we ended up my senior year. We ended up being uh, my junior year. Excuse me, my junior year. Oh, we, we, we were number one in the state. Uh, unbelievable team. We, we were loaded everywhere. Um, but I, I would have to say... You're tied in? I was tied in. Ooh. And um, tied in and uh, uh, outside linebacker. Um, it was just, you were afraid to fail at that time. Uh, Coach Jack Delbar. Delbar. He was, uh, a lot of people don't didn't care for him. I, 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 <clears throat> I enjoyed him. I you needed it. him more than he needed you. Did he give you that speech? Because he gave me that in driver's ed. No, um, he gave me he gave me other speeches. He, his his number one speech is women weaken legs. So, you know, stay away from the women. They they, they weaken legs. He watched <laughs> Rocky too many times. <laughs> Not that I had anything to worry about. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you know he's right. <laughs> oh, I've uh, never you know coaching basketball for twenty years. I saw a lot of women ruin a lot of basketball players. <laughs> That'll happen. Jesus, I didn't even think about asking one of those questions. Oh, when you got uh, two big studs on the on your team and there's only one you know, girl that they're interested in at school and then they're fighting over her 
And then she finally chooses to go out with one. Well, the other guy, he's just mush now. He, he, he can't play. He, he's not thinking for, about it. And, why didn't he play better? Obviously, it's um, all about how good you are. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, women screw up everything, that's for sure. They're just <laughs> when ter- it comes terrible. To, when it comes to sports in high school. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about basketball? What was your, your accolades there? Uh, you guys do, like, do you guys reach for the same success in high school? Yeah, basketball, my senior year, uh, we won the section championship. Uh, the, probably one of the, the better teams that's walked the halls. Well, of, I'm going to uh, close the door real quick. We keep, keep going, keep going. No, it definitely one of the better teams that uh, played at the high school. Um, we had, once again, we had a little bit of everything. Uh, the year before, we we did my junior year, we won league. And uh, we didn't get, we got to the section tournament, but we didn't so well there, but you dunk uh, in high school, or was that afterwards? No, that was afterwards. That's, mm. that's um, yeah, that was she's quite a bit about, I don't know, probably uh, 19 or 20. Yeah, 20. Was there a lot of diversity in your competition? It's all just um, because I played it, it was all whitewash. That maybe some Hispanics, very like seldom we'd play against teams that had. Yeah, we we Black people or any other right. Uh, I mean, obviously, no. We you know. We, yeah, I guess if you played Vallejo or something, you'd see a lot of that. But uh, um, we played Gridley. Gridley had a gentleman named uh, Smiley Rogers, <laughs> and his, his his he didn't end up playing pro ball, but I think his cousin did. Um, Football? Yeah, basketball. Oh, basketball. Uh, Austin. Austin. Uh, oh, what the heck was his first name? But anyways, he played for the Utah, and. Um, but Rogers, Rogers dunked on us pretty good. Oh, it, it was it was a thundering. You can just tell. And it was at home, and it was embarrassing. And uh, but uh, in short shorts, no less. Yeah, Balls very very, very short shorts. Mm, but sure. uh, that year, yeah, that year we we won everything. Uh, we got uh, it, it, the section championship was no nothing like it is now. It, what happened? What would happen is uh, out of the eight leagues in Northern California, our in our division, our size. Uh, the champion would go to this Bernie tournament. And so the eight teams that were in the tournament had won their championship in their league. And then whoever won the tournament was the section champion. All right. It's pretty slick. That, that's good. I, I liked it. You and, like it better than what we do like, well, when, like, nowadays? Yeah, I mean, it, what we do now, it works. But I, I, I really enjoyed that one a, mm-hmm. uh, a little better. Uh, the, the the people at Bernie would ho- house us. So we got to spend, you know, we'd stay there. Where's with, Bernie? In the, it's a... Uh, I'm about 40 minutes east of Reading. Okay. Um, out in the middle of nowhere. Why not? Yeah. Um, the year we won it all, we our bus broke down in Reading, mm. and uh, Gary Petek, which is a Spanish teacher, but he was also uh, one of our number one fans. He was following the bus in a, uh, a Volkswagen Rabbit, and uh, never heard of we, it. <laughs> it's not a very it's not a very big car. Bottom line is uh, he told Mr. Chris that he could take his rabbit and put the starting five in it and get to Bernie so we could not forfeit the game. It, it would have been the first game of the tournament. Oh, it was on the way there. Of yeah, on All the right. way there. And, of course, Mr. Chris, that's great, but I can't drive a stick shift. So he kind of looked at me and said, can you handle that? Bring it on. Let's go. Oh, so you're, you so, brought the rest yeah, of Yeah, wow. I, I, uh, I jumped wow. in the rabbit and uh, the starting five, which, uh, yeah, that was, uh, 
There's some long legs in that, along with Mr. Chris. So there was six of us in that rabbit, Stuffed and there's there absolutely no room for anything. And we hit assholes and elbows, I guess. And uh, we got up there, and uh, we were warming up all by ourselves. The rest of the team was back in Reading. And uh, when did they show up? When, when did the rest of the team get there? As we were doing layups. Oh, they showed up. They showed the, up, the, and so they 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 got this. You know, right, they're there right. for the entire game. But that's how uh, that's how that tournament started for us. So you we, won. Yeah, we, had, uh, we ended up winning everything that Let's year. Go. And uh, yeah, quite something. Quite something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a ridiculous goddamn story. <laughs> um, so in so the, your career of sports and collegiate, you played you know football in Yuba. Yep. What out of all your in your sports career, what was your best personal highlight in basketball and also football? So um, basketball, basketball first. What was like your your highlight in basketball? Yeah. It, would, it would definitely be the section championship, <laughs> it, it, playing it and coaching it. How'd you play? Uh, adequately. It wasn't my best tournament, but I, I, I did well. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we all did. We all we all did well. Um, it just. Um, the simple fact that uh, at that point, I, I don't think winners had won a section for, I don't know how many years, 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And to, to be able to bring that home to the, the little city of winners, who's not really known for basketball. You know, it's always been football forever, and then now it's baseball, baseball. forever. Hell yeah. But um, back in the day, it was football. It, it was, I don't know how many uh, leagues, uh, championships that we won in a row. And, and uh, it, it's in- funny because the, the team... Uh, Okay, my freshman year, uh, obviously we, we played with the class ahead of us in our for JVs. We never lost a game. Uh, we only got scored on one, two in two games we got scored on when I was a freshman. And then when I was a junior, obviously we're playing with the same class now, but now we're on the varsity, and uh, we never lost a game uh, that year. So that that group of kids or grown ups, whatever you want to call players. Yeah. Uh, Never lost a bat. Never lost a football game. Was the competition that inept, or were you guys that good? We were just that You're effing that good. Oh, you can say the F word. I'll believe it. I'll no, it. We, we, we were just that <laughs> damn good. We 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 opened up with Hilo Hawaii, which was a. a, a, a oh, you guys had opening music back then. Shit like you for breakfast. You guys had, like music to run around the court. No, 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 no. Or, the, the, this is during football. The, oh, we, that was we, that was yeah. Right. Now we're we. We, we opened up with Hilo Hawaii, a school of 2,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, spanked the living out of them. Uh, then we um, no came home. We ended up playing uh, Benicia, uh, pretty good size school. Yeah. Uh, then uh, there was another preseason game. I'm not going to remember right off hand. But anyways, uh, we had Delta. When Delta had... Uh, um, God dang it. Uh, Bo Eason, who was a, a professional player for Houston. Uh, we spanked them pretty good. And um, Rio Vista had a uh, running back, uh, Tim Lucas. Unbelievable. He played for the Invaders, Oakland Invaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, spanked them pretty good. You guys good. just destroyed everyone. What, ma- what made your team so good? The, 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 group, of, like, the group of guys. We did the chemistry. chemistry you get, I was going to ask. Got chemistry. Got you know, I got, I'll give a little credit to uh, the Jack Delbar, but uh, it was just the players. I mean, between, I think, at that time, uh, Britt Busby was a running back. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, John Carroll was a quarterback my, my junior year. Um, Dave Snow was an unbelievable receiver. Uh, he was just 
God, he was, yeah. I, I he just could, bunch of studs. He, he, yeah. It's just in every position. Uh, Ray Rojas and Manuel Montenegro were the linebackers, and then uh, uh, play with Manny too. Uh, play with Manuel at uh, Yuba. So, uh, how, how important, like, like chemistry? Can you create it, or can, is it something that just has to be there between the players, like their friends? It, it's like, how do you cultivate that? Is it something Jack Delbar did, or something just just you have to get lucky with? You the know what? I think I think it's just flat ass luck. That it's just like, flat ass luck because you 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 you've got your competitiveness, and if you say for instance Jeff Ingles and I. Uh, I think the reason Jeff is so damn good is because he never wanted to lose to me. And the reason I got so goddamn good is because I never wanted to lose to him. But meanwhile, we're the best friends. Mm -hmm. But it it, it went, if we had a pickup game at the park, it was just blood and guts. Really? It was never, we could never, we couldn't play a game of out. We couldn't do anything without beating the hell out of each other. Was there a line that you drew, okay, this is crossing the line, or is it the lines I oh no the lines got crossed there'd be you know there'd be some games we'd finish and we didn't talk to each other for two or three days if not more uh yeah but uh, that being said the chemistry that we we made uh, you know at the park or we made you know just playing each other in front of somebody's house that that competition just made us who we are iron uh, sharp he, as iron right he yeah he was not gonna lose to me and i wasn't gonna lose to him and and it was that way at practice, whether now football sucked because he was a quarterback and whenever he was on offense, I was on defense, he, he got the weird little red shirt to mean we couldn't tackle him. Mm. And uh, there were some there were some accidents. There was there was a couple times where I accidentally tackled accidents. him. Yeah, it, it, you know, I forgot that he had his red shirt on. Were you a defensive juggernaut? I feel like you're more of an offensive guy. I, I loved offense, but man, I wish I I wish I would have played defense in college. It's good. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, I didn't play in college, but no, God damn it, it, defense it just, was fun. Uh, I. You're so limited. I mean, until they call your number, you know, you, you, I mean, you can go almost an entire game and they don't even throw the ball to you. Mm. Uh, but in, you know, defense, your number's called almost every play, you know. And so you just got, you got to be focused on every play. Where I w- I'm not going to say I wasn't focused, you know, blocking or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, we're going to throw the ball tonight. Hey. We're going to throw the ball tonight. And Middle linebacker is the way to be, son. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Fox. A lot more action. <laughs> a lot more action. I mean, I, I watched Manuel Montenegro my my first year. I mean, he was all world, Got you know, at the awards banquet. I think there was like four or five trophies. He walked home with four of them. Mm. Uh, just, you know, Mr. Inspirational broke every record in the world when it comes to tackles. I mean, I, 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 I'm Stubbly. not even going to remember how many tackles he had per game, but he probably averaged 20. I don't know. Um, because defense was on the on the on the, the field time. Time because the time because our offense You're welcome. Yeah, but uh, so we uh, we talked we touched on the the highlights, but I got to know what were the what out of basketball and football, one of each. What were the like the most bonehead plays you ever had? Like your absolute failures. Oh if you boy! Call, like just a. Stupid move or play or just brain fart. Like what? What? What's the lowlights? I guess of football and basketball that you had. I clipped the guy. You clipped him. I clipped him. I. I and it, it was. It was just. It wasn't vicious. It, we, we were in. A, oh. Um, God dang it. Bay Area. I'll think of it in a minute. Um, 
big school. Indonesia? Uh, no, up further. Um, Concord, Daly City. Oh, boy. San Ramon. It's closer to... You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Wow, that's a brain fart. So, no. I'll think of it. Other than this, yeah. They were... Uh, big school. Yeah. Big boys. Yeah, big school. Yeah, big school, huh? Yeah. Anyways, um, senior year, and the game was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and this guy was just harassing the living shit me the entire night on, on defense, and then um, there was a, a play where... Uh, I think Mad Ben Jeff was running around the corner, and then that guy had a clean shot at him, and I just it ain't happening today. And I just clipped him right in the back on that. Put him you on the game flagged? for a while. Yeah, I got flagged. Uh, I got flagged. Got my ass chewed. I think you know it just wasn't gonna happen. I, he was gonna lay the wood to Jeff, and would it have hurt. Well, uh, Ingles? he was gonna give he was gonna give him a good hit because and I just worth it. You know what? It's it's worth 15 yards sometimes. Whatever. Hey, it's just, uh, and at the time it. it, it you know, I, we may have been down at that, and uh, uh, I just—it just didn't matter. I, he was not going to lay the wood to him, and so I hit him good and uh, flags and whatever. I feel like that's but, what's uh, so special about football is because it, it involves a lot more pain than other sports, and when you can show your team that you can endure pain for them and you can do something to protect them from enduring pain, there—I I feel like there's something a lot more like soul connecting there's a lot more camaraderie that can come from that showing like especially during practice you're you're conditioning you're suffering together i think shared suffering enduring pain my like, i think that's why i like football the most is because it's like you're bonded so much more together because of the physical nature of the game at least that, like that's no, just for my it, looking in. I mean, you you saved Jeff from getting like who who knows what would have happened to him. <laughs> this guy up. Well, later on that year, he just separated his shoulder. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> who's your backup quarterback? You? No, no, uh, Dave Lowry. <laughs> oh, thank God. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, quite something. I remember uh, we were in a huddle, and uh, there was a player from the opposing team running circles around our huddle and yelling and screaming and screaming and hooting and hollering and, and the ref came up and says, I don't know what you guys said to that young man over there, but you sure pissed him off. And uh, what'd you say? What happened? I didn't say a word, but somebody had called him a, something about being an Indian and uh, mm. <laughs> it didn't go well in about two probably two plays later Jeff ended up with a separated shoulder. Oh so. shit. <laughs> yeah. No it, bueno. No bueno. No bueno because that Hoopa was a long drive and uh yeah, he was in the back of uh, my grandma and grandpa's Trans Am all the way home with a separated shoulder. It's a nice ride, though, at least. Uh, no. No, not, no, not when you're separated shoulder. No. That Nobody was... popped it back for him? No, yeah, he got popped back in, but it's still no, uh, sore as that hell. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. What about basketball? What was the uh, worst play or kind of bone? The not top 10 from ESPN, what was your, like, number one in basketball? Oh. An air ball free throw, maybe? No. No, I'm sure I probably... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's not bad, but I still remember it uh, drastically. The, my our, our senior year, we were playing Calusa at home, and it, it, it got got pretty ugly. Uh, it got uh, a skirmish... Uh, before the game was uh, our our JV coach uh, Dave Reynolds had gotten a 
uh, didn't throw any blows, but kind of pushy-shubby with uh, the varsity football coach. His name was Dana. The Winters one? No, he was from Calusa. But our JV coach got in a shoving match with him before the basketball game, and so it was uh, the tension was pretty high, and the game went back and forth. And at that point, we had to win in order to win league. And um, it, I had, had had a pretty good game going, but I had stolen the ball, and it was uh, I don't know. We we had a, a, maybe a two point lead, or it might, it might have even been tied at the time. But I had stolen the ball and. Instead of pulling it out and running the play, I, I, I just thought I could go coast to coast and, you know, be that, that big savior, you know, the make a big, 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 big dog on campus. Athlete of the week, huh? Yeah, dribble the goddamn thing off my foot. You and dummy. it just, oh, that hurt like hell. <laughs> I did just. Well, what happened the rest of the game? Did you win? Uh, we ended up winning. Uh. We ended up winning. But at the time, it was like, you know, you're, you're going to be the, the, you're the <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to be big dog on campus for a while, man. You're going to make that game-winning layup, and the next thing you know, you're dribbling off your foot, and you become a Hey, I'd rather have somebody pants me or something like that. What the hell? Freaking goat. Oh. But yeah, that that one stung a little bit. Hey, at least you got the dub. Yeah. More than I can say. No, that was a, that was a good dub. We, we tore down the nets that night. There you go. Um, so when did you make the transi- transition to coaching? Oh, it's... Uh, that's actually that was before Little Duffers. That was before you guys were even hatched. I was um, assistant coach with uh, Matthew Alexander, and then I was at the JV basketball. Then assistant coach with Joe Aguilar, which God, I loved him. He very he he was the ag teacher there for several I don't know how many years, but he was also at one time he was uh, the the head. I believe he was a varsity coach way back when, and then he came, he decided to coach JVs for a couple years, and that that really kind of he he taught me a lot, and uh, I, I just gonna, I was re- gonna ask if they taught you how to coach if you just pick things up from them just watching like, him yeah. watching him how he just he didn't demand respect but the respect was there and and, and you're gonna get so much more done when the respect level is there and you know he just earned it and. Uh, yeah, you know, our, our teams weren't the greatest, but it was still fun to watch. So I, I have to say that kind of goes way back then. And then um, I migrated to where I was a, a co-head coach with uh, Sarge Singh. That was an that interesting. Like? Who do you listen to as a player? We both applied for the job, and instead of just giving it to one of us, they decided to give it to both of us. How and, very 2020. Yeah, me. basically. If, uh, you know, Everybody not, wins. Yeah, I must live in Davis or something. But, um <laughs> It, uh, it it was fun. Was it good? So like, start, did you guys like co? Like, did you guys kind of stay? Oh, we we butted heads. I mean, there's several times where you know I didn't want this person to start, or he didn't want that person to start, or whatever. But we we got over it, and uh, we had a, a decent season, a decent season. But uh, yeah, that that was a one and done. And then um, took a couple years off, and then I came back and started coaching. Um, it was uh, Jerry Dillinger was coaching uh, varsity, and he, he, he wanted to know if I wanted to coach JVs. Uh, we played uh, city league against him all the time, and I said, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll coach JVs." And so uh, that year we did real well. I wouldn't, I think, probably the first championship in the JVs. I don't know, it probably ever had. Um, then the, the the following year we won the championship again, and uh, that was a, a really good team. We 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 almost averaged seventy two points a game. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we. I had seventy two points in my entire high school. It career. was a running gun. It was uh, 
Ruben Valencia and Jimmy Shirley and just uh, going from football to basketball, just doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, they the were they were just studs. Uh, Gus Mariani and Nate Snyder and gosh, it was just just a bundle of just unbelievable players. But uh, yeah, did did really well that year. How did sports change for you when you be, from being a player your entire life to coaching? Like, what did you learn about sports? And like, how did like did did your view on sports change? when you're put into a separate role like you can't play but you can command the troops like how did sports change for you i played i still wanted to play i still wanted to play so bad so coaching i kind of played through the 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 boys uh i i i I, if i did anything i probably got too close to them we uh, we were probably more friends than it was player coach relations with basically all of them and so they have repercussions uh, though like did they not like listen as much no oh, my friend. It, you know it, it uh, i don't think a lot of people can coach that way mm-hmm. i was able to get away with that because they just they were not gonna let me down they were not gonna let a friend down and they weren't gonna let me down and i think you can talk to each and every one of them and they, they would they would just stay flat ass tell you that there's no way in hell we we're gonna let coach Gertz down and so they would go the extra mile they would run harder they would work harder they would play harder there was no way in hell they were gonna let me down and that was a two-way street because i felt you weren't gonna let them i wasn't gonna let them down and it just it was contagious and uh for a couple of years there we were just we were dynamite do you think that that could work in the opposite direction i guess it depends on the player right where it's like, okay, Coach Gertz is my friend. Oh, I can slack off, or I can do whatever. Uh, do, do you think that that could work against you if they see you as more of a friend than a, like a respected authority figure to work for? There, there might have been some times where that uh, could have took place, um, uh, but it, it it just didn't. And then when I when I got the varsity job, it was. It was the same way. It was basically the same group of kids. The group of kids that I won my first JV championship with was the first varsity team that I got to coach. And uh, how how nice was that to kind of come to full circle? It, it was it was pretty bitching. It was pretty bitching. It was uh, we we had the book. We had the twin towers. We had Andy Smith was six five and Russell Reed was six five. And that's probably the tallest winners was, has been forever. Not uh, forever. You know, for twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> Until some young man from Folsom come along. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, we we uh, we. But even then, I kind of, I kind of, we we ran and gun, we run and gun. I mean, our our offense was uh, Loyola Marymount. Um, if, if it felt like leather, you shot it, and if, and you just because the more shots we can get up, the the, the odds are the more shots are going to go down, and. But in order to achieve that, we had to play great defense, and so we would press, and we'd press, and we'd press, and we'd press. And by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, the other team was pretty damn tired, and then we would just have our way with them. So, man, I was going to ask, like, your your philosophy as a coach, is it to, because remember when you'd be coaching us, like the assistant coach, you're the, the drill instructor, the one to, like, condition us till we couldn't condition anymore or is it just to get in the best shape possible and then just defense the holy hell out of somebody until they, they're screaming for mercy well uh, my the, that worked really well the jv your, your level strategy yeah what's, the strategy, what's strategy? J, the, JV, the, the, the jv level that that worked really good because um 
the boys were just in, in great shape and they could just run forever. And we weren't really tall other than the twins towers. And uh, by the time the group got the varsity, again, we still had Andrew and Russell, but the other schools, kid, the kids grew like Calusa for whatever reason. I don't know, it must've been in the water, but they'd have a couple of six, eight guys every year. And it just drove me crazy. Where in the hell they, and then I remember seeing the, the guy's name was um, Marvel. Uh, Deal with it. Jared Marvel or some Marvel. Anyways, he, he was, he was, Unbelievable. He got a he got a full ride to UOP, and uh, I remember seeing him sitting beside his mom and dad, and he was like, I don't know, six seven, six 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 seven, and mom and dad were like five five, and they go, milkman, milkman, come on now, milkman or some kind of, I don't know. Again, I, it, but that was just one example. Uh, our guys didn't grow, and everybody else. <laughs> That's winners for you. Sutter grew, uh, Live Oak grew, uh, you know, Clusa definitely grew. Um, how much better can coaching make a team? Like, is it solely based on how athletic the kids are? Or is it like, can coaching take a team, a, a, a group of misfits perhaps, to the next level? Um, like, I'm sure there's I, so many different variables that go into Yeah, that. I think in certain sports you could probably do something like that. Uh, I, for instance, baseball. There was a couple of teams that I've seen uh, Coach Ingles win a championship with it did not deserve a championship. Had no they, business being there. None, none. So I would say coaching does a lot in baseball. Basketball, you got to have the talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be the greatest <laughs> coach in the world, but if you don't have talent, you ain't winning shit. Uh, it just... Baseball's scrappy. That's what it's called. When your team sucks, but you win, you're scrappy. It was scrappy. Baseball, if you, you know, if you got a stud pitcher... He's going to win you a lot of games. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just scratch a couple of runs out, and that guy's on the mound and he's owning the mound, you're going to win a game. You can win a championship. You know, basketball, you got to be good. One, one dude ain't going to win you no damn game. He's going to score a lot of points for you, but he's not going to win you a game. You got, no you way. know, that one dude's got to make the other guys better, and then they have to be good. And yeah, it, it just. Yeah, I'm not saying that baseball is easier to win. I'm just thinking like your question was, if you got a scrappy team, can you can you pull something out? And I would say you're going to win a lot more games in basketball if they're scrappy. But as in the winning championship, no, you got to have studs. It's that next level. You got to have studs. It's just. Um, I think I already know the answer to this question, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. But we can ask it, say, in every decade that you've coached for, what, 20 years? Mm -hmm. And it's, say, 90s and 2000s. What was, so for both, uh, the best team you ever coached? Oh. Easy to say that one ego team is just the goat of winners basketball. Yeah, no doubt. That, that uh, kind of, like, so the, the one ego team, 2005, right? 2005? 2004, reason, 2005. That has a special point, special uh in my heart just due to the fact that being able to assist that season not having to be the head coach of that mm -hmm. season I, I think I was able to enjoy it more yeah uh, obviously having you know Keith and Jared and Zach and you know everybody on that team was just so so close Andrew to and Ruben were fast as fuck. like, like I, I remember half their points because I had to record all those games yeah. and those guys were yeah. flying down the court those were half the points no, Andrew was unbelievable For those uh, who don't know Zach and Jared uh, Zach 6'9 Jared 6'7 yeah imports from from Folsom lived with us for a year I got two extra older brothers 
No. Jesus that, Christ, what a, what a time. <laughs> those, uh, yeah, those those were two angels from heaven, but they were. Um, you know for a fact they you know, weren't <laughs> showered and shaved by 9 o'clock, right? You, you had to have known they weren't going to abide by the rules uh, of the house. They, they were... Talent tolerance, is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it just, it's so funny because, you know, that season was so different from all the other seasons. Not, not that just because we won the damn, won everything. It's just when, when you go, what was it, uh, four and say 25, a, a win would last forever. So if you, if you won a, you know, a game in the beginning of... Uh, January, it, that that win may have to motivate you and make you feel good for five or six games because you're going to lose five or six in a row. Don't I know and, it? And so that game, it just you cherish it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 05 season, you won a game and it felt good for ten minutes, and the next thing you're doing, you're waiting for the next game it's to be expected. You expected to win it, and it just you didn't get to cherish it because you had something special. And, and, and you didn't allow yourself to cherish it until the end of the season. So you didn't get to cherish each every win. And that sucked. That sucked a lot. <laughs> because you just, you would not allow yourself to let your guard down. Because it was, you knew it was going to be special. And the last thing you wanted to do is do something stupid and let your guard down. And not push the kids. Not practice hard enough. Not say the right things. Not do the right things. And then cost yourself a championship. And so that season was a lot of pins and needles because you didn't want to do the wrong thing. You didn't want to coach the wrong way. You didn't want to be a father the wrong way. You wanted to all have fun, but you didn't want to have too much fun because it was going to cost you a championship. So it, it would, you know, you would think that, oh, Friday night, yeah, yeah, go ahead and go out and you know enjoy that win after the game. And then, no, 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 you need to come home. You need to do this. You need to get to bed. You need to, you know, and so you had to be the bad cop. Did you reach that happy medium, though, of like, all right, we win, but they, they had discipline. They knew they wanted oh, to be, like, they, savage. They, they, they wanted to win. They, they all knew how special it was, and I, I think they all, I don't want to use the word behaved, but they were this, they didn't want to screw up either. They tamed themselves. They, you know, no. Once the season was over, God save <laughs> the world and the lake team and all the other crap that took place. Yep. But during the season, I can't remember having one issue with any of them. I know not Keith, not Jared, not Zach, not Andrew, none of them. It was just, they, there was a, a higher goal. How did it, how did that compare like when with Skylar, Skylar, like Keith and Skylar by far, like, Far and away the best athletes in basketball, out of all of us. Like, uh, how how did how was it coaching Skyler? Was were wins expected because he was that like that one in the group that could elevate the team. I just re- like remember his, him telling me, "You guys would go in at 5 a.m. take your shots like day in day out," and he yep. was just grinding. Yep. Like, how, how was it having a, a group of studs expected to win versus this one like this unicorn? Yeah, I'm sure there was good players around him, but yeah, I mean, he was just sky high. I mean, what Johnny Botro and what have you, and, and he, you know, they 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 won their share of games, but it was just it, apples and oranges. Is this apples and oranges? Uh, yeah. You know, Scott was uh, he had a, 
unbelievable career. He God knows how many points he scored, and and you know being the MVP of the league two years in a row. That wow, tells you basically all you need. Jesus, to know. was he? Don't remind him. Uh, He's gonna nah, listen to this anyway. Do that. Screw you, Diggler. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, 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 it's probably tell the story that uh, I, I don't know. I was telling uh, Jeff Ingles or somebody. I, I just said, uh, you know, I never pushed you guys to go shoot extra or run extra or whatever it's just if you did it you did it on your you know did it on your own but when sky wanted to work out at five in the morning you went like, and rebounded for him i, I didn't yeah, know that but it, it it brought me to tears really yeah I, so? I, 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 the little duffer wanted to get out of bed and go work out i they couldn't believe it they could hey I, this little guy wants to put in some time this is gonna be no this is awesome i I didn't have to grab him and, you know, kick his ass out of bed. Let's go to the gym. We're going to go work out. It was the other way around. Hey, Dad, let's go work out. I need someone to rebound. And How bad did you want to do that for not only, like, say, your sons, but other athletes of, like, okay, you have this potential. Let's get in there. Let's put in the work. Or do you let them make that decision for well, themselves? Well, you know, it, it, it's a fine line. As, as a coach, you want to just tell everyone, hey, I'm going to be here at 5 o'clock, be here. It's, it, it's, uh, it's not mandatory, but... If you're not here, you're fired. You know, <laughs> uh, that's what you that's what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then you just you just open the door to it. And if there's if there's a somebody wants to jump in it, you're there to help out. And and Sky was one was willing to put the time in, and it paid off. God, it paid off big big benefits for him. Uh, I can remember it was uh, one tournament. It was the um, Marysville tournament, and. Uh, I think we're going up to the third game, and I believe it was constantly. It wasn't for the championship, but constellation. And uh, he had he had made thirty free throws in a row. Jesus, thirty. Yeah. He's fouled fifteen times. Not in one game, just for the tournament. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it, 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 and again, I don't remember how many was in the first game, what? how many in the second game, but he had he had made thirty in a row. And then I just mentioned the fact, hey man, you got a little streak going. You have thirty in a row. He goes. And it's like, you know, thanks, Pops. You just jinxed me. Idiot. Like, no, did, did I, I don't believe in that shit. Did you miss it? Sure, <laughs> shit, that a bastard missed his 31st free throw. <laughs> hey, hey, all right, so if I may, like, the, probably the number one sky highlight, I recall, find a cure night against old good old cousin Travis. Yeah. Three free throws to put it into OT. God. I know you wanted to, like, end it there. Hey, it's all good. Like, no, you I, have to play to win, damn yeah. it. And, yeah, we, like... Warriors lost, but that was probably one of the best games. Like my my favorite memory in basketball since my basketball career was, you know, not the best. But when I was able to play with Skyler against Woodland to find a cure night, and we came back and won against, I think it was like Buckingham or whatever. Uh, it was Backville Christian. Backville Christian. Backville Christian, yeah. Came back and won that game, and then yeah. we went to pizza afterwards. It's all about the pizza party afterwards. No, man. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, the the, the Woodland game moments. was the Woodland game was, uh, it was such a great moment. That was awesome. Yeah, they played out of their asses. Great moment. He they, they ended up losing that game, but then that's the last time he ever lost to Woodland. He kicked Woodland's ass like next two years in a row. Hey, uh, and then but the your senior year, um, yeah, that was uh, Vacaville. Skyler moved up. Like that was. Yeah, remember like Ross came in. And I just. No, I've had a handful of games. I was nowhere that, near Keith and Skyler. I think that was the night I gave. Uh, oh, um, somebody earned their man card. God dang it! It was. Um, uh, wow, what am I? I keep on having these brain farts. Mm. I have another sip of decaf. I'm gonna have. To. <laughs> 
I guess we have to skip that part. Um, I can edit the holy hell out of this, Pops. I'm, I a, know, I, I'm I, a god. Hey, you're going to have to edit it because this is, I hate the brain fart. What? what the hell is his name? It was the big tall kid that, that had a... Eccles. No, 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 no. Oh, Zach. Yeah, Zach Payburn. Yeah, dude, he had a game. He had the game of his life. He had the game winning shot. He man, I gave him. I had mom make a man card for him. I remember the next day at school, I gave him, or next day at practice, I gave him his official man card because that was huge. That must have completed his his life. Yes, thank you. If you could, I'm gonna go out, use the restroom real quick. Okay. If you could enlighten people on your your little ritual with your favorite athletes on the bench that may or may not have put back a basketball shot that they should have. Or maybe it's with a certain player and say, Zach missed a shot or Brock missed a shot and you're, you would have oh, to get out some anger. That just, that goes without saying. Coaching you get, techniques. You, gotta, you, gotta, you know, every now and then you gotta slap people around. That's just, uh, there were several big players that we coached. Uh, Mr. Brocknell was one of them, obviously. Uh, Zach was another one. And it just whenever they'd have a, a give me put back and would miss it, I would, whoever was sitting beside me either got elbowed or punched. And it was just uh, got to the point where when somebody missed a give me, everybody around me would get up and leave because they, they didn't want to get punched. Um, kind of like uh, having a towel and biting it so you don't get caught saying the wrong words at the wrong time but it uh definitely yeah it, it, there was there's some frustration when those big studs miss those little little how, putbacks how many games have you been ejected from in your entire coaching career uh, uh basketball i remember one football jv uh yeah i, I got pop warner football for i sure. got put out i got uh, kicked out of a, a football game when the wind was blowing so hard. It was a Pop Warner game, uh, and we kicked. No, the the opposing team. I think it was Calusa again. Uh, they kicked off. The ball traveled ten yards in the air, but then the wind pushed it back to them, to where they were able to catch the ball. And the official deemed it their ball when we did. You know, it, it, that's bullshit. I'm sorry, it, it may have went 10 hours, but it didn't. It never touched the ground. It just, the wind caught it, and, and I just lost it. And, uh, Jerry Smith was the coach at the time, and uh, he was losing it, and I just kind of threw myself on the grenade, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm going to lose a little bit more. How good so, did that feel? I, you know, sometimes the official needs to know they're assholes. I, I remember that game vividly from a different perspective. Like, you went off and did that. I, was, I already played my Pop Warning, my Pee Wee game. And I was talking to my buddies. I'm like, hey, you guys, we're going to like spend the night. It's going to be fun. And then you went off and got kicked out. And I was like, damn, all my like all the plans are crushed. My dad's in a bad <laughs> mood. But then out of nowhere, you're the happiest guy ever. We go and get pizza and we have a great sleepover. And I was just like, holy shit. Look how life turns out. Uh, that was, that's, yeah, that that's was fun. that was one, and uh, up at Calusa, the changed, angry mile uh, ejection. That was over another another official. Another one, but um, there was an official at, at Willows. I, I chased out of the gym, and he wanted to have a police escort because he, I guess he thought I was gonna. 
decapitating them. I guess if I would have caught him, I probably... What, what, what would you have done if you got your hands on him? Oh, I, I would uh, in, inform him that uh, I would need to know if, there, if he had any kids. And, mm. and if he did have any kids, uh, which he didn't. And I explained to him, thank God, because we don't need any more of your kind on this <laughs> earth. You uh, lose. Yeah, I, I, I lost it that night. Um... <laughs> I, I just lost it. <laughs> what if he like donates time and money to charity? He's just an upstanding. He's, He's just a referee. Well, come to find out, that same year he got uh, he got chosen to officiate one of the big uh, basketball games in Gridley at, at Christmas. They have a big tournament, and they, they have D one schools come from the Bay Area, Sacramento. And the, so the big boys are playing, and he had screwed up a call so bad. In the, it wasn't the championship game, but it was one like right before the championship game. And then he decided to change the call, and so then the you other team, the other team was going to win the game. You can't do and that. And then he finally figured out that no, I can't do that. So then he changed it back. No! And so he had both teams just getting ready to kill him, and they should have killed him. They should have just strung him up on some limb somewhere, and and just, he would no longer be. They should have like hung him from the from like one of the rims. Just yeah. Like well, I mean, he was a, a waste of oxygen. He's just totally waste of oxygen, and it just I, I I I'd had problems with him throughout. When yeah, when you when you when you play in Z five, you're going to get Z five officials. And right. Bottom line is he was terrible, and. They just he, trying to flex their power, probably. Maybe he's bullied when he was little. Like you can tell a lot by officials by like, them, the, how they carry themselves. Right. A lot. Of, I, I would say eighty percent of the officials in the BVO are, are badge heavy. You know, I've got the whistle and I am God. And I, I would have conversations with them before the games, uh, and in the say when they were getting suited up or whatever in the in the locker room, and I said, hey, you know. Uh, my, my team might not be that great this year, and you know I, I can't afford for you guys not to be on your A game. Because uh, if you guys are on your A game, we're gonna we're gonna be able to play with these guys tonight. But if you know you make some mistakes and you know you make some bad calls that go the wrong way or get somebody in foul trouble, because I, I don't have a snowball chance in hell. And he goes, oh yeah yeah yeah, you'll you'll get our A game, you'll get our A game. You know within the first five minutes. Where in the hell's the A game? You know, it, it's, it sounds like that might be kind of a risky move because it's like as a, I, I I didn't think about putting this question in here, but how important is it to have a rapport with referees? Do you think that it's like okay, oh, I know I know Benny. It's huge. I'm gonna like maybe give him some like slack, it's or it's like they'll they'll talk to you. They'll they'll nope. they'll see eye to eye. Like the, okay, the, hey, the I screwed. In, in basketball, I'm sure in every sport, it's huge. But in basketball, again. You know, coaching for that many years, I, first name basis with all the officials, uh, good friends with them, uh, talking to them before the game, after the game. And, you know, if it was a close game and, 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 and I, I, you know, I blew my top or whatever, they'd give me time to cool off, but we would talk afterwards. Uh, they, they realize that, you know, coaching is hard. Uh, and So is refereeing, you know? I just, I, you know, I just, it took me a long time to realize that the, uh, the officials are humans. Are they? Yeah. They said, mm. well, someone told me they were. Yeah. And you know, they're going to make mistakes. And But my teams weren't good enough to dig themselves out of a hole that an official put them in. Yeah. And that that's where I lost it. That's where I lose it. You know, I'm there every day watching them work their ass off. I'm there every day doing everything we can possibly do with the talent that we had. 
And 90% of the time, the town on the other side of the court was better than us, but we would battle and we would win or we would lose. But if an official made a bad call and it cost us a game, I just couldn't it's not acceptable it. It's I, like, it, it, it just wasn't because and you know i expected them to be perfect and they weren't but i expected it because mm-hmm. they had to be perfect in order for us to have a chance and you know then come you know 05 and it, it, they could screw up all they wanted it wasn't gonna matter we were just taking it like we that, were gonna steamroll them it's the one philosophy i remember you instilling in us as, as a coach was do not leave the game in the officials hands because they'll do you think it's like an ego trip maybe that they dictate the outcome of the game either here the, or the nba like the, there's some of them that that you know if i would say the wrong thing at the wrong time they would remember it for you know a couple games or a couple oh, yeah. you know and they would they would get back you yeah. know, they, they would pay back to bitch coach and how many uh, how many technicals do you think you racked up in your your days as a basketball oh, coach i'd say five a year five a year yeah for 20 years yeah. so 200 technicals yeah. or so uh, yeah 500 i don't know i don't know man no that it, <laughs> it's it's yeah, refing sucks. You know, like even refing a uh, youth league basketball is pretty difficult. But once you like stop, stop giving a, f- it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, wait, wait, you you give a, f- but at the same time, it's to not worry about. Okay, there's always gonna be parents. There's always gonna be whatever riff raff. I'm gonna call my calls. Like, oh, did you ever have parents? Uh, uh, Run like the parents? Uh, yeah. Like, why yeah, is my boy it, getting time? Not my, not when I was coaching. When I was assisting, um, Jason Davis. Um, we were in Rio Vista, and it was Mr. Gurky came down, and he did not like the way Jason was playing his son, and we lost a just a close, a heartbreaking freaking end of the game, and and you know everybody was hurt, and so the uh, Gurky came down and was just basically laying the wood to Jason and telling him this and telling him that, and I just got in between them, and that, and that ain't happening here, you know. Jason did a great job tonight. You need to cool off, gonna go, you know, go cool off your burners a little bit, but. Uh, his 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 son was is good good player no doubt Chris or Aaron uh, it was uh, Chris Aaron was good I liked it oh, I liked Aaron, mm. yeah, I liked Aaron. <laughs> but uh, Chris it was Chris and you know he just we he may have thought that his son needed to shoot the ball more I, I, honestly I, I didn't really pay attention to what the scribble was about but I was gonna I yeah I put a stop to it that ain't happening you know and Jason you know he just. You know, there's nobody wants to win more than he does. Jesus and, Christ, uh, no. And so he was doing everything he could possibly do. And the last thing he needed was a, a parent to come down on him. That, no. no, I mean, I, I can understand. I guess as a parent, I'm not a parent, but it's like you want to see your kids play, perform. Yeah, and, you know, uh, and again, I, I I didn't get foul mouth with him. I, I understood where he was coming from. You just, I was, I probably would have loved to have done what he did several times with some of the people that were coaching my kids. Mm-hmm. But you just you just bite your tongue, and you realize, I think realizing you know the simple fact that I have coached and realized what that coach is doing, it it, it, it was uh, you know I I guess I it, it bought him time, and whoever was coaching you or uh, Sky or, or Keith, and and the time that it bought was time it was time that allowed me to cool off and just. Let it go. You think some parents need to accept the fact that their kids maybe aren't as good as they want them that's, to be? That, that's a funny question. It's a good question because uh, I know I wasn't a basketball. When <laughs> when they are a, a big fish in a little pond in junior high, they're expected to be a big fish 
at high school. Mm-hmm. Some of them become a big fish, and some of them actually become little pollywogs, they get eaten. and they get eaten. And the parents aren't ready for that. And sometimes you have to be the one, especially at the JV level, you kind of have to I- explain it to them that no, he, he you know, he, uh, I'm gonna. There's a reason why little Johnny's not starting. You know, he's he's not he's not that big dog on campus anymore. Potatoes. Uh, so uh, transitioning from like the high school sports and everything, it's like you grew up in an era where you could have seen Michael Jordan. My namesake, that mom screwed up the A I R O N. So thank God we got the middle name Jordan. Did you realize when you were watching him? Like what you were seeing? Yeah. Did you realize like nowadays yeah. like you'll still be like yeah this is this is the it's only so thing we'll he, ever he, see he, like he this. He was picked I think third that year I think. Not uh, even number one. No, Hakeem Olajuwon. Did you went to the Trailblazers before him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bowie? I, I can't remember. Anyway, I, I, no I, good. I'm pretty sure he was third, but I, I, I just. He just knew he was special. You knew. You knew. Now, from his rookie, like, from his rookie like year. LeBron. I mean, LeBron. You just knew he was. You know, they named him the king, and it was just it was a no-brainer. Where Michael, it it just took him a little bit longer. Did it flourish in, in college, or or he did was it adequate in college? No, he was he was he was good. There's no doubt about yeah. it. But it was not. Imagine if LeBron would play college. Well, do Holy you shit. think that? LeBron couldn't have played college. He's too good. But do you, do you think that like the media and like the social media around LeBron in this day and age of basketball versus Jordan, where it's like you can only watch him on TV. There's no social media. There's no million and one podcasts or sports shows highlighting, hey, this kid, watch him. Like Le- Jordan had to earn his right, and he did viciously. Like where LeBron is, all the hype came from so many media outlets, and he, he performed. I mean, I don't know how to compare Jordan to LeBron where his expectations are up here, and he's like, fuck, and he just, he met them all. I, I would say LeBron has met all expectations. Oh, no doubt. Both of them have. Uh, and, and again, there's only one person who's going to stop LeBron, and that's himself. And there was only one person that could stop Michael, and that's himself. He didn't do it. And, he, didn't, he didn't stop himself. And that, that's why he, to me, is, is you know, I'll, I'll, I will, you know, if you had to tell me who's number one, Jordan. I, I gotta go with Mike. I just, yeah, I just do. Now LeBron, you know, Skull. LeBron is, is unbelievable player. He does everything that uh, he makes his team great. I mean, uh, John Wooden said that you know he rather have rather have a person that makes a team great than just have a great player. And there's a lot of a lot of truth to that. And I seem Michael to remember the same way. Michael was a great player, but he also made his team. Mates better. Steve Kerr made that game-winning shot. It wasn't Mike. That's you know it wasn't because all five guys were guarding Mike. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> uh, still got to make that shot. You still got to make it. And and but you know it, you know Mike. I'm your huckleberry. He was hard to play with. There's no doubt about it. You just thought you know. He, he, also, they have that, that their show on in this year where it's kind of. Did the Last Dance capture it. capture what you saw from what you saw in person? What you saw in that time? No, did, there was a little more to the Last Dance that I, I didn't wasn't really aware of. Yeah. But you you knew it. You knew Mike was probably a pain in the ass to be because he demanded so much out of you. And but I I would love to play with him. That's an understanding. I, I, did you have that same mindset of an understanding like F- the rest? It's winning. It, F- feelings. It, it, it's about winning. It. it, it, it Definitely about winning, and again back to you know, the, the competition between me and my friends, whether it be Jeff or Scott or Mark or you know whoever that was on the team with Matt Kimes. Uh, his, his nickname is Rock, 
in uh, one of our practices, uh, uh, Matt was on my team and Scott Pantich was on Jeff's team and we were going at it and then Tom Chris wanted to change uh, the rotation around a little bit so he wanted Matt to go play on Jeff's team and then Scott was going to play on my team and, and Jeff says, well that's like getting a rock or a piece of gold. And that's, that's the what, nickname stud. Uh, everyone thought rock got his name because he was such a, a big stud person. And was he now, stout and muscular? Like, was he pretty? He, he was. He was. You know, I mean, he, he wasn't the size he is now, but he was a very big person, and mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it was. You know, he, it was just funny because Ingles called him the Rock, and so it, <laughs> everyone stuck. thinks it's because he was so big, and no, it's because he got traded for a piece of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the way it's like it sounds from what you're saying is you guys played with so much passion, so much emotion, and, and as a coach, from when you're looking in, and as a player going throughout college playing football does playing with straight emotion does it help or hinder a player or does it depend on the player because if you're playing you're letting people get in your head that might take away from how good you can be in in case of like you can just shrug it off or is like playing because i know there's a game keith played where he said just give me the ball with like the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter and you scored you know a million points to win the game like do you think that emotion helps or hinders a player I think each player is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe there's a lot of people that love the trash talk, and they like for people to trash talk at them because it motivates them. Uh, then there's some people that don't want the trash talk. They, it, 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 it gets in their dome, and it will screw them up, and that's why a lot of the opposing players talk so much smack, and that's why officials try to prevent it from happening because that's obviously you can get a little carried away. But, the uh, yeah, that... If you let them in your dome, they know it, and they go after it. And if you don't let them in the dome, but you allow it to fuel your fire, then thus where I think the major competitives, like, I, I, I didn't give a shit to me one I, I was going to ask, how did you how did you like to play? Did you talk shit? Did you I didn't, I didn't really talk. I didn't, you know, I, I would yell or say something stupid, but I didn't talk, you know, smack like Larry Bird, Larry Bird tell you. you know, <laughs> Hey, dude, I'm going to take you down in the corner over there. I'm going to drop step it. I'm going to spin around. And I'm going to dunk it on you. And there ain't nothing you're going to do about it. And then he would do it. Really know, Bird. That is the <laughs> ultimate trash talk. He didn't, say, <laughs> he didn't say anything about your mother or about your sister or about your daddy. He just said, hey, this is what's going to happen. Okay, I, I, I'm going to go down with my left hand. I'm going to fake with my right. I'm going to step back, and I'm going to shoot it left-handed, and there's nothing you can do about it. I bet he and did that he in all facets of life, and probably in the bedroom. That's why, yeah, to this day, I think Larry was probably the best trash talker because it was a, it dip, it was a different kind of trash. It, um but, I bet. I mean, as a coach, do you like that in a player? Like that. That kind of. I want to transition no. that into no. like my next question no. is like. As so, a coach, I did not want trash talking. What did you like as a coach? What was the most valuable attribute in a player in your twenty years plus of coaching? What's something that you value the most in a player? Floor burns. They're just oh okay. floor burns. <laughs> floor burns. What does, what does that mean for you? Yeah, that's just balls to the wall. Uh, that means you, the kid is just giving you everything you can possibly. And there's some kids that can't do it. There's some people. There's some kids that could not dive on the floor. I mean, we would have drills. My my that that JV team that scored the 72 points. They we would warm up with floor burns. We would come out, we'd do some layups, and then we would just throw the ball out there, and you'd have to run and dive on it. Are you trying to send a message to the other team? Oh yeah. Did it work? Yes. They're like these motherfuckers. That was like something. And and, and, uh, and the boys, you know, they you, you kind of almost have to learn how to dive uh, on, on yeah. the floor without 
screwing yourself I got up. I so, my elbows still. You know, it sucks. When, when it was, you know, obviously we'd have our, our sweatpants on or whatever, so you slid pretty good. But we would we would practice. We would have our drills at, at uh, you know, when it comes to our press. And if, you know, if there was an opportunity for someone to get the ball, then we better be jumping on it or you, you're going to be sitting on the bench. After a win, just knowing your boys just savage the coach, you go over and shake his hand, would you just look into his eyes and know, I just fucked you up? There was, or, or was there respect? There was one coach, uh, Ricky Weeks uh, from Delta, and uh, he loved playing us because he played the same way. He would press and he would shoot the ball every 10 seconds and we would just go at it. And he, he, would, he, uh, he would come to me and he goes, he, before the game, he goes, hey, we're going to have another track meet tonight? And I said, yeah, we'll probably have another track meet. And sure enough, we were just going back and forth, back and forth. And uh, Delta was good. Delta had a, a Would you get very, to know these coaches over the years and get to know their like their coaching styles and be able to incorporate that into your there, like there, technique, into your, your schemes? There were several coaches that I wanted to get to know, and I would talk to them before the games, and there were several coaches that I wouldn't give the time of day to. Just shits. Just shits. Yeah. Why? Why is that? I just uh, our Who personalities didn't didn't match, you know, and that's fine. I, yeah. did, I didn't want to talk to them. They didn't want to talk to me. I just wanted to beat their ass, and they wanted to beat my ass. And then you would. And there was games where we won, and there's games when we didn't win, and it. You shake hands regardless. Oh yeah. You no, have no, to, no, right? No, no, that, that, that sportsmanship was there. The boys always had great sportsmanship. There was a. Uh, who it, it was Benicia. It, it was uh, our our JV. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, the, it was the team that scored the 72 points. We had 54 points at halftime, and we were up by 20, and we freaking lost. We How'd you lost. lose? Why didn't you press them? We pre- we, I didn't change a thing. I, I didn't. Oh, I you're didn't, up 20 and pressing? You're that guy? Uh, against Manisha, yeah. yeah. And and it, 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 was, uh, it was probably the hardest thing I ever had to deal with because for whatever reason, the girls were in the girls' locker room and so their team had to suit up in the boys' locker room, and we had to suit up in the team room. And so when we were in the team room licking our wounds from blowing a 20-point lead, they were hooting and hollering and yelling and screaming, and, and as they should. It was uh, a great, yeah. great comeback. They kicked our butt, and we're sitting in there having to listen to that. And I was like, man, I go, this is better be fuel. 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 You take the right way. This it needs to fuel the next practice and fuel the next game. This pain and agony you feel inside, let it say. Don't let it go anywhere. Let it sit there and let it fester. Let it piss you off because it's going to make you a better person. And it just, that one, again, it's a JV team, and it hurt more than anything. I was, I was going to ask, like one of the questions I was going to ask Oscar now, is like how important is it? For kids to lose, to fail, to learn, like oh, to, to have that, like there can all, all, all winners always, no, like that's, that's so that's detrimental. What's wrong, that's what's wrong with the world today. We don't know how to lose, and to we, learn, we from don't. It. And you need to learn to lose. You need to learn to lose, and you need to be humble about it, and you need to realize that that's just part of life, and that you're gonna, you know, take that loss, learn from it. You're gonna learn more from a loss than you ever do from a win, and make yourself better. But when everybody ties, you're not learning a goddamn thing. Do you think the world that's is not a tie? I mean, when you get no. into, when you when you to, when you go to go to college and you apply for a job, oh, we're gonna tie. Nobody gets it. Everyone ties. Everybody no, gets you, you, it's a competition. You got your best foot forward, you know. Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna want to kick ass with the interview, and you're gonna you know. And, and when everyone ties, you're not teaching anybody a goddamn thing. 
do you think that's the most important thing that you've learned through your years of coaching? Or what what would be? Oh yeah, I, I probably had more motivational speeches after a tough, tough, tough loss that actually sunk into more players than ever than I ever gave a, a speech after a win. So here, here's like one question before we get to like the, the home stretch of the podcast. So many times I'm at a bar in winners, I'm wherever in the world, and there's some some guy comes up. Sometimes I recognize him, sometimes I don't. And he's like, man, your dad was the best coach I ever had. Like it has happened more times than I could I can count that you've had you've resonated with these young men that grow up and still regard you as just this this light, this this guiding force, this sensei, this person that has impacted their life in such a way. Uh, to inspire them to be better, to be the best they can be. Like, what, is, what does that mean to you that you've, like, you have to know how much of an impact you've had on so many, like, young men's I lives. I am honored. No, I, it, 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 it is an honor to, to, to coach and to be personally involved with all the young men that I've, I've coached. Uh, it, it, it just, you, you're in a position in, in their lives to where they, you know, they look up to you and you, you don't have all the answers to a lot of their questions, a lot of their uh, challenges that they're going through, not just on the basketball court, but in life. There were several times where we, uh, your mom and I both uh, would wake up to a telephone call and then somebody having problems with you know, their mom and dad or, or whatever. And to be... To, to be there for someone to reach out to when they it, when it means more it, it, when it means it's more than the sport more than the sport it, it, it means it's, it's all about life yeah. and 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 to be able to help them through those things uh, yeah it, it, it's uh, irreplaceable it, I can't no it, it's it was just an honor and I've got letters I've, I've got several letters that the kids have that the grown men now but they you know wrote me. Uh, I got them all. I've kept every single one of them. Uh, what about you? Do you think resonated with them? What 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 about you as a person? Do you think was it like you made that connection? Uh, I think that's not something you can learn to do. That's just something that no, is part of you. I I guess it, it it'd be a gift. You connect it with. Like, yeah, you can connect it, with people like that's, it, that's it, the thing. it's it's a it's a gift, and I don't know where it came from. Uh, I. You know, I, I like to say that, oh, yeah, I, I, I knew I could do that. Well, no, <laughs> it, it, that, that wasn't even, uh, uh, it didn't even cross my mind. It's just that I wanted to be there to help them. And I think that's, you know, I talked about earlier how I became probably more of a friend than a coach to all of them. And a lot of people you know, can't do that, but I was able to get away with being a friend and also getting every drop of, of talent out of every single kid that I coached because like I said they didn't want to fail and they didn't want to you know uh fail me and or the team and they it just it went it went further than that and 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 again I I don't know I I was just honored to coach the kids that I coached as someone who is coached by you I think there's that happy medium being around my teammates and just like me experiencing you as a coach was like, yes, there's there, there's for fun, but there's also like, you're going to choose some ass, which also that, that begets respect. And it's like, oh, this isn't all fun and games. 
yes, we're supposed to have fun. We're supposed to be learning, but there's also like we bust our ass because there are consequences. It's not, oh, Benny's going to laugh it off. We're going to joke about it later. No big deal if you don't put in maximum effort. There is accountability that you instilled in everybody and giving your best. Yeah, I, I don't know if I led by example at that point because I was, you know, I was so hard on myself along with, uh, you know, being hard on the players or whatever or, or, you know, not demanding but wanting their best, wanting their best effort. Um, I think it just kind of goes hand in hand. You probably learned along the way, huh? Yeah. 20 years, Jesus Christ, that's a long time to learn and then perfect the uh, yeah the sauce. It, 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 uh, it, it, uh, it's come a long <laughs> ways from little dribblers. <laughs> All right, Pops. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before, but we have a section called Off the Cuff, where it's Off the cuff. 10 or more questions where it has, may or may not have anything to do with what we've been talking about this entire time. Outstanding. So they're just going to just fire from the hip, some Clint Eastwood, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. Okay. So uh, what's what was scary to live through, AIDS or COVID? What was more devastating to the morale? Uh, I, I'd actually say COVID because uh, when, you know, when AIDS first came out, it was supposed to be, you know, uh, if you were behaving yourself that you weren't going to get it, we're covid you can behave yourself and still get it was aids created by the catholic church just yeah. don't you dare fornicate before marriage there you go no all right uh why did mom shit all over your name ideas so for me it could have been air jordan aaron jordan a-i-r-o-n jordan skylar could have been skywalker kurtz why is she such a killjoy and then keith was just you know that's a lost name but no keith <laughs> what, what was keith, keith that, that, was, been a name? that was that was my name. I wanted I, that my wanted my first son to be called Keith. Mm. I, there was a uh, a young man that uh, uh, that was in high school when I was in. Jeez, uh, God, I, I I was in probably kindergarten or whatever, and uh, he he rode the school bus all the time, and he was he would let me sit by him, and he was just the coolest. Ooh, guy. How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, look at me, cigarette. I'm in kindergarten. I, I get to sit by this guy. He's in, you know, he's in. He's in high school. Whoa, you know. And, wow. And he just, uh, yeah, I got to set by him all year long, and he was just really, really cool. So it, the name Keith is, it just, That's cool. it was engraved. I didn't know that was the uh, the inspiration yeah. for the name. No, it yeah, it goes back a long way. Childhood ways. hero, huh? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he you know, wasn't in the sports, nothing. He was just a really, I, I got I got in a lot of trouble on the bus. I, I, was, I was a little high-strung. And uh, Mrs. Becker, uh, Kyle's grandma. <laughs> Big one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she, he, 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 she was. She made me sit behind her the entire time, or I got to sit by Keith, and so I chose to sit by Keith. <laughs> <You're a little laughs> but uh, yeah, the air on. I, I I just thought that was that, that was great. Aaron. Could you say it right? It's Aaron. It's Aaron. It's yeah. air on. I mean, what the hell? It made sense and. You, you know, you've been Air, Air Jordan. Didn't translate to basketball, but other sports a little bit. <laughs> Air Jordan played baseball? Yes, he did. Baseball, football, swimming. I'll, t- I'll take the other sport. I'll give Keith and Skyler basketball. I'll take all the other sports, though. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, it would have been Air and Sky. Skywalker. Yeah, Skywalker. And that, that one made good. sense. That was that, too man, good. That made sense because that was Grandma Gertzie's maiden name, Walker. And it would, it just, you should have stuck you know, your I, I should have 
But look how embarrassing it would have been. This guy can't. What are you eat, talking he, about? He can't jump but six inches off the ground. Oh, that boy but can't it jump. doesn't matter. You, I, you have a name like Skywalker and you only jump six inches high? Are you even a Star Wars fan? No. I mean, no, it, it, sword, you got a lightsaber, Pop. No, Skywalker, Christ. you need to be able to fly through the air. Oh, God. Come on. Luke never. Come on. You need we're to gonna be have able to watch, fly. We're going to have to watch Star Wars. Luke doesn't fly, but he up <laughs> in the best of ways. He makes a difference. Anyways, anyways. Um, let's see. What is this question? All right. So what was your max squatting? Five hundred. Oh yeah. Did, yeah. You ever <laughs> your pants? Like, were you ever close? Like, did you feel it coming? I tore the skin on the inside of my groin. Jesus. Yeah. Do you have any pre-workout? Do you have any coffee, or was it just no, adrenaline that, or that, uh, cocaine? That was enough of that. that. Yeah, that was enough. Tore the inside of your groin. That the couldn't skin. have felt good. The not skin, the, not the muscle. The, I, like, got, so I, you cut like it, your skin it is stretched cut. It. it. Jesus Christ. It, it stretched. It, it, it's ugly. And that, that was enough of that shit. Just okay. I've I've squatted enough. Maybe, yeah, maybe stick to we're cardio. Not, we're something. not doing this anymore. Jesus Christ. Five hundred pounds. It was four eighty five hundred. Right. Yeah. Right. Might there. as well. I'll round up for you. No, you're, I, you're I appreciate. I'll give it to I you. I appreciate it. Uh, what's your favorite tractor to operate? Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I, I went there. Yeah. I love them all. I love them all. Oh, I need one, Pops. Uh, I'm not letting you off that, that easily. You got a scraper out there. No, nah, scraper was, I, I. you know what? If it didn't beat the living shit on me my entire life, I would have to say the scraper, but it it beats you up. You you, you think the bull riders have it tough? Yeah. I, I'd like to see a bull rider come drive a scraper. You're pretty good on a backhoe, though. You're yeah, pretty. Backhoe's fun. I, 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 say, I, I'd have to, like, that have to like the excavator because it's a little yeah. easier on my body. It's like when you use it, it's smooth. I, I don't, I'm not trying to kiss your ass that There's much, but it's like it. yeah, it's yeah. it's so smooth. It's like that arm is an extension of your body. It is. I don't know. Like, do you just no. feel it? Like, what? If, like, yeah, you're just. It's it's a, it's a, definitely you you described it perfectly. It is an extension of your body, and Jesus that just reaches out and grabs and do whatever you're doing with it, whether you're loading a truck or cleaning something or just cutting off. There's know, something to tractor therapy too. Like, you feel better afterwards. Like. You're, you're, it's seeing. I think it's seeing how much you accomplished with such minimal effort. It's gotta be nice. You're just like, oh, well, it's feel great. There's, yeah, there's minimal effort until mm. something breaks down. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. well, that's not your job. That's maximum have... maximum effort, and you call Mark Trask. You got the, that's what you got the grease monkeys for. Yeah. Um, if the Vikings didn't exist, oh boy, who would your team be out of state if you had to pick a team? No Niners. Rams, Raiders, like out of state team, who would you pick? Uh, as in for this year or for the years gone by? Uh, years in... gone by. Years gone by. I'll give it to you. What say you? What say you? Nah, I'd have to. Yeah, it's, it's, Don't it's, say Patriots. No, it's going to be sick as shit. It, 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 you, it's the Buffalo Bills. Because <laughs> of the, the epic losses they had in the Yeah, 90s. well, they're, they're at what, 0 5 or whatever, 0 4 oh. in Super Bowls, and what are the Vikings? Oh, and four. I, I, I guess uh, I just, I love the losers. I don't know. It wasn't four years in a row, though. That's yeah. a different kind of hell. That, oh, Jim Kelly, God, I loved him. I love I, I loved Bruce Smith. That those The Bills teams were just. They're just that good. They were just so good, and they should have just. What happened to the, should what happened to the Super Bowls? Oh, not own four, man. What happened to the Super Bowls? Uh, two of them were field goals. Wide right. No Wide right. way. They yeah. lost them themselves. They, yeah. they beat themselves. No, they missed a field goal. And then uh, the other two, the, all the games were just close as hell. I mean, it's just, and then they, it was just Buffalo. It, it, they were, 
They were a cool team. They were, oh. and, and they, they, you know, they had that little dynasty there. Like you say, four years in a row, and hey, they're they're making a little comeback this year, something, though. Something about the losers. The losers. I don't know why I gravitate towards them, but I. Even I mean, the losers. Uh, you would, you know, Tom Petty says the loser gets lucky sometimes. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, the man. Vikings got a chance. I was gonna ask you, Tom Petty's your number one, right? And, and uh, Tom Petty's number one. He's the, Tom. I was gonna ask why he's the goat. He's just the goat. He's he's the best. Like, and when I did the, uh, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, I did a Tom, the best Tom tournament, the Tom Selleck, Tom Hardy. Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, what the best Tom the actor lot, singers? There's a lot of good Toms. Tom Petty's the best. There's uh, no better Tom I, I just, than Tom Petty. Yeah, he's the best. No, um, Tom Hanks pretty damn good though. He's all right. He, 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 <laughs> uh, if you could play any player one on one throughout history, who would it be? Ba- In basketball? basketball. Yeah. Uh, it'd be Mike. Mike. Yeah. It's got to be right. Yeah. So I'd like, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd want to play. With, basketball with him and then i'm going to take him to the golf i'm going to oh, golf with him yeah oh I, I, and see how, how much money would you would you win money off him or how do you think no, he'd play against him in golf no no <laughs> he, he he plays way too much golf for me to, to think but he about loses a lot yeah but he wouldn't be losing to me uh, uh what about a modern player what about a modern uh basketball player who would you want to square Luke, up against luca luca yeah uh, why, why luca why luca i just think he's a he's a, he's he's the future he's the future you think so yeah yep Euro is the the future. He is, I think he's that good. What about him? I think if he doesn't get injured, he will, he'll be he'll be next in the line with LeBron. He could, he's he's just what, he makes his entire team so much better. He's humble. So much better. I mean, you look at all these studs. Yeah, uh, Durant. Durant's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable player. Head case. But he doesn't make his team better. Uh, how about uh, Westbrook? Oh, flies through the air. Untouchable. When he's hot, it's it's he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, does not make his team. Better. I think he's the best overall athlete in the NBA, given his size and his capability. Oh yeah, I yeah. think people. Oh, Steph yeah. Curry. No, no Harding Russ James. Is, he's a, I don't think there's anybody who shoots the ball better between him and Curry. Doesn't make his team better. Mm, nope. And that's why they don't win. Luca, you you if they, if they surround him with the right people. Stud. 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 They're going to. He'll get his rings. He'll oh, yeah. get his rings. No, no. He, he, he just how many he's going to get. And, and and it's a perfect time because the king is starting, you know, his window of, you know, he's going. he's got one more. He, he'll get one more next year as long as he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And then he's. He'll be he, all right. He'll fade away into the sunset. And Luca will just take over. You think so? Oh, yeah. Let's hope so. That'd be, that'd be so cool to see that era of the NBA. Just he's got to change his more number. More skilled. Though. What's his number? Seventy-seven. That's an seventy-seven. What the? That's an ugly number. I'm, I'm sure it means something. What, but was, what was your number? Three. Uh, yeah. That all the thirty-one. Point? Thirty-one. Thirty-one forever. Then my senior year. Thirty-one. Yeah. And then my senior year is three. Forty-four is the best number. It's a good looking 44. number. It's a good number. It's even. You get two of the same number. It's great. Uh, you'd be crazy eight when you add them together. Uh, well, what? All right. So if if shut up. <laughs> if uh so. Here's the situation. You're a UFC fighter. Oh my! What song are you coming out to? Uh, I uh, could be Tom Petty, not uh, so Tom Petty. Yeah, I'm not back. I'm not. I'm not backing not, down. Not back down. No, That's not, not bad. I'm not I backing like that. down. All right, I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, what's the best gift you ever got from Santa? Oh my! Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Sounds like you know. Uh, my senior year, your mother made some cookies. Co cookies? Yeah. What kind of cookies were there? Don't even remember. I think there's the sugar cookies. But she said, here you go, Ben. Well, I, it, love, it, were they, it, I love you cookies? No, 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 no. Because at that time, we weren't, you know, we... She was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. Blah blah mm. blah. And, and she just, she just made some cookies, and she gave me some cookies, and then it was like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh God damn it! I, 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 you got smitten. I got smitten like no oh, other. Oh shit! Those are probably some of the best goddamn cookies. It didn't matter if they tasted good or not. They, of course they did, but it, yes. wasn't, it didn't matter. It's the simple fact that she gave me some cookies. You are such like, a goddamn softy. I don't know what <laughs> Look it, at you. And, and, and to this day, I can't, you know, I, I lose it whenever she makes cookies. <laughs> with real flour, with real everything. She's making oh, us this healthy uh, shit, but... I haven't had a real chocolate chip cookie in forever. Oh, uh, sure, they complain enough. That, that Megan Kompas, she made me some cookies the other day that were... Mm. Mm. Megan, no. Megan's lost quite a bit of weight. She, Megan's looking good. She looks very good. That's, I'm, I'm so glad I'm, for her. I'm and, uh, very Michael. proud of her because she's she's had to do. I mean, she she does a lot more, uh, a lot of exercising and she's yeah. eating right. I mean, she's just doing it the right good way. For her. She's not. She's doing it the right way, and she looks very good. Her. Yeah, and yeah, it, you know what? And that's another thing. When, when you see somebody that has done that to their body, made that transition, uh, uh, Jackie. Stocking. Yeah. Um, you know, Cap. We, we, you need to acknowledge it. Don't just say, you know, to yourself, all that, you know, you looks good. Tell the person they look good. They, you know, they, it, they, they've it, earned it that much. They've earned it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it's not, not, not a reward or whatever, but just, you know, because they've had to work their ass off. And Literally. They, and you need, you know, people need to, you know, it, it's a human kindness, whatever you want to call it. But when you acknowledge it, it it's a priceless. Mm -hmm. It's priceless, especially... Yeah, especially when you know how hard they've worked as Cap. How far you they've come what? from. Look, look what Cap did. That was... He lost half of himself. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not half the man he used to be. <laughs> he's not <laughs> half the man he used Christ. to be. That damn he's Cappy. Savages. But no, and, and you know, I'm sure people do acknowledge it and tell them. But you know, it, it, uh, a lot of people just maybe they don't feel comfortable tell, complimenting somebody. But compliments go a long ways. Compliments are awesome. Right? And, and it, it just ne doesn't necessarily mean, need to be you know, about somebody losing weight or whatever. It, just, it could be the way a, a, a young lady looks or a, a grandmother, how she looks, or maybe the way you know, somebody cooked something, you know, compliment the chef. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just compliments go a long ways for the inner soul of people. And... How hard is it to give one? It ain't hard at all. It's not. You know, it's, it's hard to come by these days. It, it is, and, and uh, it sometimes I, I, I might um, fail on compliments because I'm not sure. Say, mom got a haircut or got her hair I done, but <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know when she got it done. So if she got it done three days ago, and I compliment her on the fourth day, it. it, it not you know it's not so good looking on you're me. You're traveling on some murky waters though. It's it's hard to. I mean you got to give the compliment, but but I, you, you, you got to. That's where Skyler always came in. He goes, hey, mom got a haircut. Oh, oh right on. Nice. Of course I was complimenting on the same day. Which on a haircut it needs to be on the same day. Or if, if a young if somebody buys a piece of you know some clothing or whatever, just something different to them, and and you don't notice it right away, then the compliment gets kind of 
put in the back pocket because you, you don't use it because you don't want to embarrass yourself or that person by complimenting something that they've had for a week. It's better than not complimenting it at all. You gotta, you gotta uh, wear it. I, I, yeah, it sounds it's like you learned from it, experience. Ah, oh, several times. <laughs> and uh, so, learn. yeah, that, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh, all right, last question. Last question I got for you. All right, all right. So we there's a little like in the off the cuff, I slip in one. It's uh, it's called one on one naked combat, where it's one person versus another person, where it's just brawls, balls and bronze. And a fight to the death, you know, kind of like the... Mixed uh, martial arts? Uh, I mean, if they're about it, it's just, you're fighting to the death, you're naked, there's no there's no sand, there's no tomfoolery, it's like the uh, ancient Greeks used to do in the Olympics, you just fight till you're done. Uh, in this case, for you, sir, I have Kevin Costner versus Cal Ripken Jr., who wins in a fight one-on-one naked oh, combat. Cal Ripken kicks his <laughs> living shit out of Kev. Again? Again. <laughs> That that story, even if it's only half true, is oh, it's too good. unbelievable. I feel like I feel like Costner is a guy that maybe needs his ass kicked from time to time to he, humble him. He, I I love him so much as a, as a as a movie star. I love every movie he's in, but I think he's got some flaws. Just <laughs> and oh yeah, <laughs> if, if, if Ripken came in and busted him on that, I'm so glad he whooped his ass. <laughs> I think that's a that's a that's a that's a great. I'll hang my head on that. That's I'll, I'll believe it. That's too good to be. Not yeah, true. I I, don't, I can't see how somebody can make that up. And then the simple fact that the uh, the manager kept the lights off in the stadium. Hell yeah! So Cal could get there in time to keep the streak going. The I, I, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Cal, why are you late? I had to kick Kevin's ass. I had an ass to kick. <laughs> All right, Pops. That's uh, the episode. You did great. Father G. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a, a pleasure. It's been an hour and 40 minutes. Has it really? It doesn't seem like it, does it? No, I'd love to do it again with you. That, it's been fun to go down uh, the old history road. You got sports, and I was thinking one of the next ones we can do, you, me, Skylar, and Kyle, maybe Keith, talk about the landfill and what it means to society and just yeah. everything you guys have gone through we're talking fires we're talking yeah. keeping society clean we're talking people not really knowing where the hell their garbage go to or what the hell happens to all the waste i'm thinking well, that's, that's the, pretty the, important the issue we're having now that's very important and i tried to get the county to do something about it is uh, there's just way too many lithium batteries being disposed of at the landfill and they catch fire when we run them over with the equipment they spark and catch fire well when they catch fire then they let the paper on fire well then we have the issue that we had where, you know, giant, giant freaking fire, and, and it's just, it's a nightmare. Uh, you know, we had that fire, it was October 1st, and ever since then, uh, we've, I think we've had six batteries that have come out that caught fire. Uh, the guys have been awesome on the face. They, they've been able to uh, catch up at times and, mm-hmm. and, and, and put the fire out and then bury the, the, the batteries and whatever, but that's six. You know, uh, recycle five, that five, five years ago, we wouldn't have six fires all year long. Yeah. And now with all, everything's a battery. Everything's got a battery. Everything's a recyclable battery. Everything's got a damn battery. And you know, you, you look at your telephone. The last fire that we had was a telephone, a, a regular, just you know, Apple phone. You know, I don't know if it was uh, a 12 or whatever number they're on now, but but you can recycle these things, so this doesn't happen. You, well, as far as I know, you can. And and. Um, but somebody just threw it away, and when the dozer squished it, it caught fire. I mean, it's just a freaking phone. So I think people just don't, 
they're they're naive, they're ignorant about it, and I'm hoping they're not doing it on purpose. Well, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, well, Jesus and, then, and that's, that's probably what's happening. I don't have to worry about it anymore. But it it it, uh, it sucks, and and the the world, and it's not just Yolo County; it's every county, it's mm. every landfill is having this issue, and uh, somehow we need to do something about it because it, it's it's. Uh, yeah, it's causing a lot of heartache, a lot of money. Well, we'll bring it to light next time, hey. next time around. But for now, we'll just think about a naked Cal Ripken Jr. beating the shit out of a naked <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> Love you, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show, everybody. Good day. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir.